Well, hey, you guys, welcome to the Connection Point Worldview Podcast. I'm here, as always, with Dr. Zach Breitenbach, but not, as always, flying solo today because Pastor Trey Shigley uh, couldn't be with us today. But uh, Dr. Zach, you're good enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for the vote this of confidence. Is, this is worth it just with you, just with you, thank some you. some alone time with a guy I respect so much. So oh, um, this is week two of your middle school series on worldview and truth. Uh, this one in particular with the middle schoolers. And so this podcast is kind of designed, if you haven't tuned in with us yet, to take you as a parent or guardian deeper into places that your student has already gone. If you missed week one, you can go back and catch that. But week two here, uh, tell us what you aim to do this week and how it built on last week. Yeah, so last week we were talking about truth and what it is and how we can know that there is truth, even uh, what we call objective truth that applies to everyone and is true for all people. And that laid a good foundation because this week we started talking about what is a worldview and the big questions of life uh, that make up a worldview. And so it doesn't really make sense to talk about different worldviews and and the truth of a worldview if there is no such thing as truth. So we tried Mm -hmm. to lay that foundation uh, last week. But the big questions for this week are things like, well, what is a worldview anyway? We're, we're called the worldview uh, team, Trey and I, right. or, or the worldview dudes, as uh, Sean <laughs> and uh, Tony like to call us. Uh, but a lot of people don't really know what a worldview is, which is fair enough, not a wor- word that we use very often. So we're going to talk about what that is um, and, and how it, it, it involves the big questions of life and how we uh, think and feel about those and what are some of those big questions does everyone have a worldview or can you just sort of opt out of having a worldview? Um, and then why is this important? How does this kind of shape uh, so much of our lives, uh, what our worldview is? So that that's what we talked about this week. Cool. Well, so before, before you define worldview, you got them warmed up a bit thinking about how our beliefs connect to our behaviors and can impact the world in huge ways. So just talk about that a little bit for us. Yeah, before we dive dove into it, I just wanted them to think about why is it so important what we believe about things? How do your beliefs affect your actions? So we did a little brainstorming, and, and I said, hey, just think about your own life. How are some of your beliefs, how do they affect the way you live every day? And then we gave a couple fairly extreme examples just so we can really see that this is a serious thing, what, what our worldview is. And we talked about uh, 9-11, for example, and we asked, why do people do the things they do? What mm-hmm. what was going on with these 9-11 terrorists? Did they just wake up one day and said, I, I want to hurt people, I want to kill people? Or were their underlying beliefs uh, very important and, and very influential in, in leading to them to take those those actions? We look at it and we say, that's just evil. And it is evil. But there were reasons why they did that, and there was a whole underlying um, worldview that led to it, and we talked a little bit about what that is. And, of course, not all Muslims would condone that behavior, but um, these did, and they thought they were offering a service to God by their actions, and and this really re- led to some uh, extreme actions. And we talked about the, uh, the Charlottesville um, case in 2017 where a white supremacist drove a car through a group of protesters, uh, injuring people, killing a woman. What would lead somebody to to drive their car through through there? We look at this and say, well, this is clearly evil. But there was a, a belief system hmm. that led to this. 
Yeah, there, there was a reason why this person, in their mind, thought this makes sense to do. This is, this is a, a thing that makes sense. Hmm. Um, so we have to try to understand what can lead a person to do things like this, um, whether good or bad, uh, in their belief system that, that leads to actions like, like that. And so that's where we began. Fascinating. Well, next, you offered a short definition of worldview before going on to unpack it a bit. Start us off with just a very basic definition of worldview, if you would. Yeah. So a basic definition, as it sounds, a worldview, it's our view of the world. So it's, and by, we, by our view of the world, we don't just mean like the way we look at planet Earth. We're talking about reality. It's the way we look at all of reality and specifically how we answer the big questions of life. Um, so our worldview is not just about how we answer these big questions, what we believe about them. It's also uh, has a lot to do with uh, our desires and our commitments. Uh, our worldview guides our life and, and really affects the way we behave every single day. Uh, a worldview can also be thought of as a story uh, that we believe about reality and, and that explains the way life works. So every story has a beginning. Uh, so everyone's worldview story has something, some way of understanding where did the universe come from, where did humans come from. Uh, even if you haven't thought that through a lot, you have some concept in your mind of, okay, what is a human? Where did we come from? Um, and then we all recognize there's something wrong with the world. There, most stories have a problem, and there needs to be a, a solution to it. So why is the world broken? What, what happened, and how do we fix it, if there is anything we can do to fix it? And then there's a resolution or a conclusion to this story. Where do we end up? So in, in, in every worldview, there's, there's going to be some idea of where are we headed in the end. Hmm. So, so now flesh out this concept of worldview by kind of, can you explain how it involves the big questions of life? And yet we don't always think very much about, you know, all of our worldview beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. So a worldview definitely is, is about what we think about the big questions. So this is not going to be things like, you know, what's your favorite uh, toothpaste, your favorite cereal? Because <laughs> if we included beliefs like that, then there would be as many worldviews as there are humans on the planet. Yes. If you add up all of my beliefs about everything, there's no other person on the planet that believes what I do about it's all of those It's unique to things. you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we want to categorize worldviews into really what you think about the big questions of life, um, so these are going to be things like that, that involve that story I just described about beginnings and where we came from, the problem and where we're going. So it'd be questions like this. Is there a God? Uh, there couldn't really be a bigger question than that because it, it, it affects most all the other big questions mm. of life, how you answer that. Yes. So is there a God? Uh, if so, what is God like? Uh, another question would be, where did everything come from? Uh, is the universe, has it always just been there eternally? Uh, did it just randomly pop into existence? Was it created and designed by a designer? Um, similarly, where, what's a human? Hmm. What are we? What, we talked a little bit last week about identity. Uh, what is a human being? Are we an accidental byproduct of nature? Did the universe just randomly spit us out? Are we just highly evolved animals? Uh, are we created in God's image? Um, there's a lot of different possibilities for what a human is, according to different worldviews. Um, morality. 
Uh, this gets into the, the we're starting to think about the problems with the world. Is there a certain way we should treat other people? Um, do we have to treat people a certain way? Is there a moral law that applies to everyone? Or, or is morality kind of just made up by each culture or each person? Is evil real? Um, how do we think about that? That really affects a lot of things in how we live and how we treat people. Is there an afterlife? What happens to us when we die? Um, if so, what kind of afterlife is there? Uh, huge question. Um, because this is also connected to, is there any reward or punishment for how I live? Does mm-hmm. it even matter how I live? If I'm a Hitler or a Mother Teresa, am I going to get the same outcome in the end, just non-existence forever? Mm-hmm. Or is there going to be accountability for the way I live my life? Huge, huge question that affects my life. And then also, where's it all going, right? How's it all going to end up? What, what should I think about history? Is history a big cycle uh, where we're, say, reincarnated back uh, as, as a new life form over and over again? Or is history more linear, where it's all heading towards something? Uh, maybe it's heading towards something God has planned for us. Maybe it's headed toward nothing uh, in particular. It's all random and purposeless. Where is history going? Where is the world going? How is it all going to end? Um, that sort of thing. So these are some of the the big worldview questions when, when we're talking about worldviews involve uh, not just our beliefs, but our feelings, our desires, our commitments regarding the big questions. Though Those are those are some of the big questions. Uh, <laughs> indeed, those are the big questions. So um, you also pointed out that our worldview beliefs may not be true and may even contradict each other. So tell us about that. Yeah, they, they certainly uh, are often false. So, for example, take someone who believes in God and someone who doesn't. Mm -hmm. One of these two people has to be right and the other has to be wrong. Uh, God either exists or he doesn't exist. Those are the only two possibilities. And so some people very strongly believe there's no God. They have a serious error in their worldview if there is a God. Similarly, I I strongly believe there is a God. and, And if somehow that were not true, which I do not believe for a second, uh, that would be a serious mistake in my worldview. So worldview beliefs, they, they are our beliefs, but they, they may not uh, be true. Um, we also don't think very much about our worldview beliefs sometimes. This is another thing I should point out. Um, we, ab- we may just absorb them from our parents, right? It may not be something we've got really good evidence for. Um, I, and I asked the students, how many of you have at least one belief um, that you probably couldn't give evidence for very much if I asked you, you believe it, but it's not something you could really explain. And almost all of them like, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's true. I think yep. most of us have absorbed things from our culture, from our parents that really affect how we look at the world, but um, it's, it's not anything we could really explain mm-hmm. or give evidence for. And then our worldview uh, is not always uh, consistent as well. They, they may... Uh, they may contradict uh, each other. So uh, some of our beliefs. So, for example, um, you may ask your friend, um, "Is morality? What is morality?" And they may say it's just something that uh, we make up for ourselves. It's something that our culture makes up. Um, that sort of thing. It's all relative. You shouldn't judge anybody's beliefs because we all make up our own morality. Hmm. But then later in the conversation, you ask your friend, well, do you agree with me that racism is wrong? 
And they say, oh, yeah, racism is definitely wrong. Nobody should ever say or do racist things. Now, I, I agree with that. Uh, completely. Right. But you can see it doesn't fit with the first thing he was talking about earlier in the conversation where he thinks morality is just made up. Because here he's like, nobody should ever do yes. racist things or say racist things. This is making a moral judgment and applying, you're assuming that morality applies to everyone, whether they agree with it or not, which is the very thing this person said mm-hmm. wasn't the case. So, so those are some points about uh, uh, our worldview beliefs. They may be true or false. They may uh, not be consistent with each other, and they may not uh, be something we've thought about uh, very much. So the, the other thing you wanted students to know about worldview is that it involves our desires and not just our intellect. And you also gave some analogies to understand how a worldview is foundational to the way we live. Can you explain that? Yeah. So it's not just all like a bunch of intellectual beliefs in our mind about we've processed all the evidence and this is what we've come to believe. A lot of us, it's really a heart desire that leads to it. And and I asked the students, for example, how many of you, whether you believe in God or not, would say that God's existence and say whether there's an afterlife with God matters to you? Mm. And, and almost everybody would raise their hand. And, and so... I think we, when we really think about it, these worldview questions, um, our desire and what we want to be true can really affect our beliefs sometimes. Now, I think we always want to line our beliefs up with what is true, and we want to ex- examine our worldview and examine the evidence for the beliefs we have. But, um, but we have to be honest, our heart desires play a huge role in this. Say, whether you believe in God, uh, for example, or whether you don't. I told a story about a time I went to a debate between a Christian and an atheist, and the Christian didn't show up for the debate. They were going to debate whether God exists, but the uh, Christian's wife had a medical emergency, and he didn't show. And so it turned into basically an atheist sermon. Mm. And uh, this was sponsored by the Free Thinkers Club of this local university. So they were like all atheists. There was like 99% atheists in attendance, like hundreds and hundreds of people. And I was just surrounded by a sea <laughs> of people listening to an atheist sermon, basically. All you're hearing is how there's no God and it's silly to believe in God and here's why you shouldn't believe in God. And they were so excited and they were smiling and they were clapping and they were so excited about not believing in God. And I just felt like, man, this is like the weirdest like church service. Right. Yeah. It's like the reverse of a church service. Yes. And I and it was so crazy. But what, what was obvious to me is it's not just that they were all there because they didn't think there's good evidence for God. You could tell they really did not want there to be a God. They were very excited about uh, God not existing in, in their minds. And so I also read them a quote. This is a really good quote, I think, by uh, an atheist philosopher, Thomas Nagel. And he says, uh, he's very honest, I think. He says, I want atheism to be true. And I'm made uneasy by the fact that some of the most intelligent and well-informed people I know are religious believers. It isn't just that I don't believe in God and naturally hope that I'm right in my belief. It's that I hope there is no God. I don't want there to be a God. I don't want the universe to be like that. And I think whether you're on the side of you love God and you want to believe in God or you don't, when it comes to these big worldview questions, our desires can play a huge role. I mean, imagine how hard it would be to convince Thomas Nagel from the evidence that there's a God. It would be very hard yeah. because 
he doesn't want it, and he mm. admits that, mm. which I at least respect that he's very honest and, and doesn't pretend like it's all about the evidence. For him, he says, no, I, I actually don't want to believe in so God. that's a desire level thing, not just intellectual. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of these worldview questions are. And so we should never fool ourselves into thinking that a worldview is just all of us processing the evidence and it's all an intellectual thing because mm. it really isn't. <laughs> for some reason, it made me think of that Christian comedian Tim Hawkins does a bit about <laughs> about what songs would uh, what kids songs would would atheist kids sing. You know, no one loves me. This I know for the you know or <laughs> that sort of thing. It is yeah. kind of a bleak sort I, of deal. Yeah, to when, have I, a, when uh, I look at it, it's like why would anyone want that? But I have talked to a number of people that that really don't want right. it, and so it's just fascinating how how our desires and the way they're oriented really affect things. And I think the last part of your question too is about how a worldview is foundational. Yeah. And and so I didn't talk about that, but a world the worldview, uh, everyone's worldview is kind of like we can think about it like the foundation of a house. Um, and this was kind of the last point I made about a worldview to the students. Like that the foundation of the house is below the ground. You don't see it, but it holds up the whole house. Mm. And so kind of like an iceberg, most of the iceberg's under the water and it holds up what's above the water and you don't see it, but it, it's foundational to everything that you do see. So when you see a terrorist flying the plane into the building or a white supremacist driving the car through the crowd, you see the behaviors, but what you don't usually see is what's foundational to that, what, what's mm-hmm. underneath the surface. Uh, you could also think of a worldview as kind of like the box top to a puzzle where it shows you the big picture, and that is what you use to make sense of all the little pieces. Mm. So your your beliefs about the big picture, the big questions of life, and how you see that story affects the way you treat people every day. It affects your, your actions, your decisions, your commitments, and how you make sense of all the little things uh, of life. Or even like you could say, to use yet a third analogy, it's like colored glasses that just color the way you see everything. Mm. That's amazing. Well, I got a maybe a simple question for you, Zach. Do, does everyone have a worldview? Yeah, I think they really do. Now, some people might say there, there's a famous quote from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off you know, back in the <laughs> mid '80s, uh, where where Ferris uh, he's he's got his his uh, towel on his head, he, you know, after the shower, and he's, <laughs> he he says isms, in my opinion, are not good. Of course, an ism is, you know, like theism or yes. atheism or pantheism. The, an, an ism is kind of basically a belief system or a worldview. Yeah. And he says, isms, in my opinion, are not good. A person should not believe in an ism. He should believe in himself. Hmm. And um, so we talked about, is, is that possible that you can just opt out of having a worldview and just not believe in an ism or... Uh, or something like that. And I don't think it, it is possible. It probably we, becomes its own ism it if is. you do. It, yeah. it, you could describe it as egoism, right? Mm, the, this mm. this is uh, a, a worldview where you should always act according to self-interest. Um, and so you can't escape the fact that everyone has sort of a um, an understanding of how the world works. You have to. You have to have this big picture, box top of the puzzle view that helps you make sense of all the pieces. You may not have thought about it very much. You may not have good reasons for w- what you think about these big questions. You may not have reflected on them very much. Maybe you just absorbed them. But you have some kind of idea about how the world works mm. that guides the way you treat people, the way you live your life, the way you function. And you just can't 
go through life without making some assumptions right. about how it all works. Right. That makes sense. Well, you also said earlier that a worldview can be thought of as a story that makes sense of our origin. I like that. The, the problem with the world, how to fix the problem, and where we are headed. Can you give us a couple of examples of how such a story might, might look? Yeah. So like the Christian story has all those elements, right? So creation uh, is, is how it all begins. Where did the universe come from? God made it. Uh, ex nihilo, as we'd say, mm-hmm. uh, out of nothing. Um, God spoke it into existence. Where did humans come from? Well, God made us in his image, and he has a purpose for us, which is to love God, to love others. Jesus says are the greatest commands. So we're created for a purpose. The universe was made by God. What's, what's wrong with the world? Well, uh, sin, right? There was a fall into sin, and with that, starting with Adam and Eve, death entered the world through sin, and we have a real problem. And our biggest problem isn't even really physical death, but it's, it's spiritual death and separation from God. And, and how do we fix that problem? Is there a way to fix it? Well, we can't fix it, but Jesus stepped in. He came, lived a perfect life, died uh, in our place, and offers us a way out from the punishment that we deserve for our sins if we'll only let him take the punishment uh, in our place and we'll place faith in him. And then how's it all going to end? Uh, Jesus is going to return, and he's going to uh, restore all things. He's going to make the uh, the world perfect. Um, there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. Um, so that's that's the four parts, the creation, the what's the problem, um, how do you fix it, and where does it all end up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you can have other worldviews have these elements too. And we, we said, well, let's just take an atheist story. We said atheists could have different stories, but one possible story is more of an optimistic one, which is where did we all come from? Well, nowhere, no purpose. Uh, the universe is just here. We evolved without God. What's the problem? Well, religion is the problem. It's, it's unscientific. It blocks progress. Well, how do we fix it? Uh, well, science and technology is the answer and eliminating religion, by mm-hmm. the way. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, and if we could all just eliminate the superstition and focus on science and technology and progress, where do we end up? Well, a non-religious society uh, where we're all better off because of technology, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the, the savior, mm-hmm. right? So that's one possible atheist story. But we finished with like a video of, of the, uh, what's, what's often called nihilism. And we, I played a video of, of an actual nihilist uh, off of YouTube. Uh, and this, this young guy, young adult, just talks about his uh, worldview, and, and, and how it's, it's an, a different atheist story, a, a more uh, pessimistic story. Nihilism basically means the, uh, the annihilation of all meaning and value. There's no God and we're going nowhere. And so he basically talks in the video, and this was the last thing students saw, about um, there's no God, there's no meaning, there's no purpose. So where did we come from? Uh, nowhere. Uh, what's the problem? We live in a meaningless world. Nothing you do could possibly matter. You're going to die and be gone, and nothing you ever did matters for anything. What's the solution? There is none. We can't fix it. And the only choice you have, the guy says, is we kill ourselves or we just go on living in this meaningless life. That's your only choice. Uh, where do you end up? Nowhere. You're going to be dead. You're going to be gone forever, and nothing really matters. So it's kind of depressing. But but I left them with that because I wanted them to think about, well, not every story is equally plausible. Not every story is equally optimistic. Um, and, and the way you think about this story and the big questions of life 
is really going to affect your life. And I left them to think, okay, how's this guy's worldview going to shape his life? What would you want to say to him? What would you want to ask him? How do you think he's going to live his life if that's the way he views the world? Right. Um, and so we left them with, with that at the end. I know you didn't have time to talk through this with the students, but you put this at the end of the packet that you gave them on Sunday. You gave them three pictures and asked them how one's worldview would affect one's view of these things. So can you tell us about that? I'll I'll wrap up talking about that. And this is something that you parents can talk about with your your students because I really wish I had time to talk to them about it, but you could do this, at least if they brought their packet home. Um, So... I have three pictures. One of them is a picture of a dog, pretty cute dog. And the question is, uh, how might one's worldview affect the way one views this dog, right? Uh, So one person might say, well, this is a creature who's just intricately designed by God, and I'm just amazed that God would make something so cute, you know. But another person might look at the same dog and say, well, this is the result of blind evolution. There's there's no design. I find the dog cute, but that's just how I evolved to think about the dog. And it's just a dog, you know, okay. whatever. So th- just think about how, how one's worldview can drastically affect the way you look at something as simple as a dog. Or wow. another picture is of, uh, say, you're grieving the loss of your mother who was a Christian and just died. How would your worldview affect how you react to this? Will you think, well, she's with God and I feel comforted, or I, she wasted her life believing in a sky fairy that doesn't even <laughs> exist? Uh, what about cheating in school? The third pictures of a person uh, cheating. Something I saw too much of when I was a, a school teacher. <laughs> um, but, uh, w- w- you know, you didn't study. You're pretty sure you can cheat and get 100. How does your worldview affect what you do? Mm. Uh, if you're a Christian, maybe, you know, you'll think, uh, well, uh, if I cheat, that would be a form of lying because I'm saying I knew these answers. I really didn't. Uh, if you if you maybe have a different worldview, you you wouldn't see a problem with it potentially. So um, the way we think about things affects uh, the way we live, and uh, I leave that for you to discuss with uh, with your students. Awesome. Well, more phenomenal stuff to think about for you as a family, and uh, we do encourage you to have some of these conversations further with your own kiddos. Uh, We'll be back with more uh, amazing resources here before you know it. If you've got more questions about Connection Point or the Worldview Department in general, you can go to cp.church and find out about Connection Point and the Worldview Ministry. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.